What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva, Happy as Larry Group. I hope you are well. And welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Show. Um, I have a very interesting guest, which I'm really looking forward to speaking to. His name is Robert YB Youngblood. You can find him on YB Connect. This guy is a entrepreneur. He's a coach. He is a LinkedIn locksmith, as he likes to, to call himself, and he will pretty much get you connected. I'm really interested in having a conversation with you because we're connected on LinkedIn and I've watched a couple of your videos and, you know, I was just interested to, to kind of get to know you more and, you know, and, and really kind of understand a little bit more what you do. So welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Alex, man, I appreciate it, man. And listen, I'm loving the accent. Uh, I keep talking to you. I'm going to end up having a similar accent. Uh, I got an accent of my own, but I love your accent much better. So, Dude, I love yours, man. It's one of these things we can easily swap. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted the American accent, always. Um, so listen, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. You know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure you've got a, you know, a, a really busy diary and, um, Talk to me, I guess, for 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 us to, to kind of start building those grassroots. You know, explain to to to, to me and, and the people who are listening, you know, exactly what you do and how you came, you know, to to be where you are right now. Yeah, so I'll start out with who I am, and then we'll 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 unwrap it. So uh, I'm my name is Rob YB Youngblood. Most people call me YB or Rob. Uh, rarely do people call me Youngblood uh, or Mister Youngblood. Uh, that's for like oh. People or Robert, uh, but I, I grew up in a single parent home uh, in the South Bronx. Uh, my dad was actually murdered when I was two, and so I started out my life with adversity, not having a father. Uh, growing up uh, in the South Bronx in a, in a very urban area, uh, a challenging area, um, but I made it through. My mom saw fit to put me in different programs that helped me to develop my character, help me get in front of other strong men, and from there I was able to uh, graduate from high school and went off to college in 1996. But before I went to college, I started doing some work with an organization called Def Jam. Uh, for those of you who are into music, one of the largest uh, music uh, distributors out there, uh, Def Jam, and I uh, did some street team work. And so that's when I started getting out and connecting with people and promoting, not knowing what I was doing, but just was excited about being connected to Def Jam. Uh, when I got to college, I continued that, uh, started doing more promotions, uh, but more so of educational opportunities, not not parties and events, but more so things that had to do with uplifting and, and education, empowerment, not knowing that that would lead me to do what I'm doing today. I uh, went through some trials and tribulations. It took me seven years to finish a four-year degree. Um, <laughs> but when I graduated, I got into the sales and marketing. I uh, started a direct sales company, did some work with the Amway Corporation as a distributor. And then I got into uh, working for a nonprofit called the Boy Scouts of America. And through that opportunity, I was able to uh, develop my communication, uh, leadership and relationship building skills. And that's how I found LinkedIn. I uh, started using LinkedIn to help me to grow a massive network uh, so that I could actually dispatch those people into the schools that I was working in. And so as a result, I started using LinkedIn to you know, uh, build up those relationships and then in 2012, just six years ago, I was laid off from a nonprofit organization. And that was one of the most trying situations that I had ever gone through because I'd never been laid off before. Now, Alex, I don't know if you've ever been laid off before, but uh, it's kind of like uh, it feels like somebody had died. It felt like a part of me had died. Yeah. Uh, but if I would if I if if I 
if I couldn't tell you then that I would be on this call with you now. Uh, but I thank God that I was able to overcome those adversities to get to where I'm at today. Uh, currently, I serve as the uh, chief connecting officer of YB Connects, which is a strategic consulting firm. Uh, I provide coaching, consulting, uh, and training services to entrepreneurs, professionals, and those who are looking to generate more revenue in their business. Nice, man. No, I really, <clears throat> and it's really interesting. I like your your story which is quite similar to mine, although you grew up in New York. I was born in Brazil. Um, but our upbringings are very similar. You know, I kind of grew up in, in, in that environment as well, where weirdly enough, I was talking to someone just the other day about every house that I lived in doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Quite sad because from the day I was born in Brazil um, until now, I know that every single house, the last time I was in Brazil, every single house had been torn down. You know, it was one of those you know, wooden houses where, thank God, Brazil is a really hot place because there was <laughs> there was no heating or, or anything like that. You know, we came from from poverty, you know, in which, you know, you talked about and, and having that diversity. And I grew up in a family where, you know, my grandmother had 13 kids and I was just added to that family as well, you know. So I, I really relate to that. And, you know, the thank God for mums, you know what I mean, you know, for you know, for, for yours and, and mine and mine was my grandmother as well, who, who always kept me humble, but yeah. pushed me in the right direction, right. you know, you know, kind of gave me that, um, you know, the, the, the drive and the ambition, you know, to be able to, you know, to, to go out and, and to be where I am now, as you said, if somebody would have said to me, listen, you know, you're going to be sat here talking to someone in America who right. you've never met, but you've got, you know, it's similarities. I'd say to them, yeah, right. Okay. And I have yeah. to pinch myself every time, you know, that we are in, in this position. So, you know, you, you kind of talked about, you know, that, that diversity and, you know, when, and where you got to where you are, you know, you got laid off and you've had to work hard to get to where you are, especially in America as well. You know, that, there always seems to be something, do you know what I mean? You know, that that's going to, they say it's kind of the land of dreams, but it's almost from as I'm kind of starting to understand and looking again from this side of, you know, of the world, it's yeah. almost like it's a bloody hard place to find your dream. You know, you really have to work for it. And yeah. have you found that, that, you know, that there are a lot of adversities in order for you to kind yeah. of reach that, that top yeah, absolutely. I, well, first and foremost, if you're going to strive for anything that's connected to success, you have to expect that there's going to be adversity. There's going to be challenges. It's, it's no different than watching uh, American football or watching soccer, right? So you have two opposing teams. Uh, their, their purpose is to score one more point than their opposition so that they can win. Uh, but there's a, there's their opposition that's that's looking to stop them from scoring. And that's how life is. You know, your goal is to score in life. Your goal is to win in life, but you're going to have adversity. And I think the challenge for most people is that they don't understand how to handle the adversity. As a matter of fact, they don't even know that adversity is going to come. They think I just have this dream and uh, I can just work real hard and I can get the dream to come true. And while that may be the case, it, it's not the case without struggle. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Frederick Douglass who, who said, uh, that there's no no progress without struggle. And so if you're going to have progress, then you need to expect struggle. Now, what helps people to overcome the struggle is that they have to have a big enough dream 
and they have to have a willingness to work for that dream. So your effort to work must overcome the, the, the stress of the struggle, right? But the challenge for most people is they don't know that struggle is going to come. So, yeah, I, I've had to overcome struggle, whether it be, you know, growing up without my father to, you know, dealing with a mom that, you know, was, you know, dealing with alcohol to, you know, de- be growing up in a neighborhood where one minute you're friends and next minute they're robbing you uh, to, you know, to going to college uh, on a full scholarship. And then two years later, having to give it back because you didn't maintain the GPA that they recommended. So, but, but, but through it all, what it does, Alex, is it builds a story for you mm-hmm. and it prepares you to impact the people that's coming behind you. So I'm, I'm a firm, I'm a very spiritual guy. So I'm, I'm, I believe that I was created for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can make it through my trials, then I can always go back and help people through their, through their trials. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're all put in here for, for a reason. You know, our experiences are here to teach somebody else how to survive. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, I've, you know, you, you just mentioned the word alcohol and my ears pricked up because, um, you know, I'm in recovery for drugs, alcohol and, and various different addictions, you know. So, and again, that's one of the reasons why, you know, my wife and I set up, you know, our business. This yeah. is the reason why we have this podcast and, you know, and, and all the other platforms, you know, it's to, it's to, as you said, you know, to serve you know, to be able to help other people to to overcome these adversities. But most importantly, it's not a channel where, you know, I want somebody to come here and just whine and moan and complain yeah. about yeah. life. Do you know what I mean? You know, that's easy. You want to do that, go speak to my wife. She's the therapist. You know, right. what I want to do for people here is for them to understand is get off your ass and go and do something about your life, yeah. you know, yeah. and you've described there, you know, you grew up without a dad. So did I, yeah. you know, you grew up in poverty. So did I, you know, and, and you got to this place to where you are. You got kicked out of college because you weren't keeping up your grades. Yeah. You sat here and, you know, wearing a very nice shirt and tie okay. you know, and, and looking very dapper, man. But we said it. And this is the thing that I think people miss the point is yeah. that, you know, you're you're not your past. Do you know what I mean? Right. Not who right. you are. These are just experiences that you have to go through in life in order to become who you are today. And you know, I, I keep learning every single day that you know what, as long as you know, as I always check myself with my past, because yeah. sometimes it's there. Um yeah. but I don't look back, you know. I think I heard somebody say, and I've said this a number of times. Listen, God didn't create us with eyes in the back of our heads. Do you know what I mean? So we can look backwards. The only yeah. people that can turn their heads 360 is an owl. Even yeah. they don't look backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. you know, the only time where we, we're actually supposed to look backwards is when you're in a car. You know, you look at the rear view, you know, the rear view mirror of your car. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I think sometimes we spend too much time looking at that rear view mirror, you know, right. but it's also the understanding that, you know what, it's okay because it's a learning curve. We, you know, we have to go through those times. And, you know, but we also right. have to understand that in order for us to, to reach that success, you're going to have to go through the fear. You're going to have to go through the pain. Yeah. You're going to have to go through the suffering because I say this all the time, it's short-term pain and long-term gain. That's right. You, know, you understand? You yeah. know, and, 
you know, talk to me about, you know, you, 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 you mentioned about adversity and, and kind of going through this stuff, you know, and, and you got kicked out of college as well. How was that? How did that make you feel, you know, at the time? And Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, it's just, an, it's a number of disappointments, man. you know, when I, so what happened was that wasn't an, that wasn't an immediate process. So my, my freshman year, I had the full scholarship, everything paid for my sophomore year, got the scholarship again, everything paid for. But at the end of the year, the end of the, the, the second year, um, I literally was, you know, I just, I, I'm at a setback and I got this 3.275 and I needed to have a 3.3. And so they kept their promise based on what they put in the document and they took the scholarship. I gave it back. And so I ended up getting additional scholarships. I ended up getting uh, some loans, but the impact of that setback really weighed heavy on me. And so my third year, I wasn't, you know, I was going, I was slowly decreasing in terms of my grades. And at the end of 2000, uh, December of 2000, this December 7th, as a matter of fact, that's when I signed my name on the dotted line to withdraw from school. So not that I was kicked out, but I made a decision to withdraw because I was, I was bankrupt uh, financially. I was bankrupt emotionally. I was bankrupt spiritually. My feelings were hurt. And so I decided that I was going to go back to New York and, uh, and, and, and kind of just, you know, find myself. And I'm glad I did. Uh, when I came home, I spent 18 months away from school and then ended up coming back to Virginia Union in 2002. But during that 18 months, I went through a lot of personal transformation. Um, I found the Amway business uh, at the time it was called Quickstar. I started listening to positive tapes and, and that's when I started picking up this whole thing on peace and blessings and just, you know, it's just being mindful of the words that come out of my mouth. Uh, September 11th, I experienced that. I was literally downtown as the, as the towers were falling, you know, running for my life, transitioning eight to, to three different locations in 18 months. Yeah. It's a lot of different experiences, but I recognized that I had a bigger purpose and I said, I'm going back to school. And so I ended up going back to school. Um, you know, had some hardship in getting there, but I still made it. I operated on faith. And I think that if you, if a person, whoever's listening can understand this concept of faith, and I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about a greater belief in something bigger than yourself, that there's a purpose behind the reason why you're living. And so if you just have faith that everything is going to work out, eventually it's going to work out. It's just like a storm. The storm doesn't last forever. It's going to do its thing. And then it's going to blow over and then you get the blue skies again, unless you live in London and sometimes you've got the, the dreary skies or you live in like Seattle and you got nothing but rain. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree. But more, at the end of the day, uh, always blue skies, even when the clouds are dark, always blue skies. Always. Yeah. yeah. And it's so true, isn't it? And I think life is, I think from the day we're born, you know, and until the day we die, you know, we go through experiences and I think it's yeah. just we're given different levels of experiences, you know, depending, you know, time of, of well, it depends what time of, uh, sorry, which part of life that we're in. You know, as a child, zero to 11, you kind of go through one stage, you know, and then you kind of have a bit of a gap and then you start teenager, you know, and then you get through that phase, then you become an adult, you know, and then things then start to become interesting because, you know, yeah. you're a young adult, then will you become a man, you know, and, it, and then you start to go through those phases, right? And, right, and it's right, interesting right. that every single one of those phases, you learn something new. And yep. you said there is always going to be turbulent times, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, whether it's, you know, the universe, a higher power, or, yep. you know, God, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be from a religious place, but 
you know, there is always going to be something that's going to challenge you. And I think even when you're talking about sports, whether it's football, soccer, you know, any form of sports, um, or even if yeah. you're just training, you don't go to the gym. And I've seen your video on YouTube when you just go out for your long walks and you're kind of talking. Yeah. You know, even yeah. doing that, you know, it's not easy. You know, you're, you're going out and you're putting the, the work in. And right. they're just challenges in life. And everything, in order for you to get to the next level, you have to overcome that, that right. those challenges, right? And I think yeah. it's almost like those challenges get thrown at you to see, okay, well, let me just see how, how serious you are about this. Absolutely. How serious do you want Absolutely. to get that success? You know, yeah. how much do you want to, you know, what's the blood, sweat, and tears? How much effort do you want to put into this, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. And then that's the, that's the, that's the payment that you make, right? So... You know, like you can't just give get success handed to you. You have to work for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if it was handed to you, you wouldn't know how to appreciate it. It is the struggle that helps you to appreciate success. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what we realize is that success is actually not a destination. So so many people are waiting to get to a certain place when success is just doing the things that you need to do every single day. It's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 impacting people's lives because you lived your life. And that's true success. You know, money comes from value. You know, you as, as long as you can help solve somebody's problem, you can get paid all day. Mm-hmm. But money should be the last thing. My coach, Kendall Ficklin, talks about the importance of developing your mind, your your, your health, and then your balance. Like mm-hmm. those three in that order. And then the wealth will come after that. And mm-hmm. so most people are chasing wealth. They're going through all the struggle, but they're not, they're not, changing their mindset and then they keep making the same mistakes over and over so just because you've been through something doesn't mean you won't keep going through it because Mm -hmm. the 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 universe wants you to solve that problem and to um you know kind of just like learn from it right so in school you get the lesson and then you take the test right but in life you get the you get the test and then your goal is to learn the lesson and if you don't learn the lesson then you got to take that test over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and I'm a, I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness to that. Yeah, man. And listen, and, and hopefully, you know, I, <clears throat> I hope those, those tests keep coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it, it's always been, uh, it's been a testament to my growth as a man, yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, and, uh, yeah, I've been through, through a few interesting challenges and you know what? I welcome them now. You know I mean? Yeah, welcome. Both hands. Yeah. Like, yeah, bring it on, brother. Let's see what you've got. Absolutely. Absolutely. If things are going too well for you, man, just be prepared, man. You either going in a storm, you in a storm, or you coming out of a storm. So you just um, gotta recognize those stages. And but but the key is as you're going through the storm, that you're reflecting on where you've come from and where you want to go. And don't worry about the storm. Let the storm do what it's gonna do. But you gotta reflect on where you've come from. Think about where you're going and then focus on that and then you'll get out of the storm. You'll yeah. Get out of the storm. Yeah, that's it. Someone, someone very wise said to me once, which I kind of stick with that, and especially when things are, <clears throat> are going tough. Right. It's always good to have a mentor around you, you know, and, right. and you talked about having that group of men that you, yep. you kind of connect with on a day basis, which I want you to yep. talk about, actually. Somebody yep. said to me once, um, I was going through a really, really tough time. And this guy was, you know, he was a mentor for me, still is, yep. he's a very great friend of mine. Right. And, you know, he said, look, sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, said, but I'll be there with you, shining a torchlight until you can get yep. to a point where you can then walk by yourself. 
That's you know, good. With a huge delight. And it's so true because sometimes we need, you know, somebody to just say, hey, listen, I've got your back. Don't worry. You know, just keep going. You're doing the right thing. And, and not necessarily somebody from a physical perspective, but what I'm trying to say is instead of, um, because fear is the first thing that kicks in, right? When we're going through these struggles, the first thing that kicks in is the brain starts to protect. So we go, yep. flight, oh, flight, flight, flight or fight. It's flight or fight. Exactly. Yeah. So we go into that and fear kicks in. So, you know, what we need to do then is is to kind of stick with that and just have faith instead. Yep. You know? And, and yep. as you said, you know, and, and I say this quite a lot, is just trust the process, man. Trust yep. the process, you know, and if you want yeah. something bad enough, go for it. Um, listen, yeah. talk to me about... Um, you know, I, as I said, I listen to, to, to your videos and, and you seem to have yeah. this kind of network of, of guys that you speak to. How does that kind of materialize yeah. and where did that come from? Yeah. So I, uh, so, uh, you know, one of my challenges that I went through was, uh, 2015, I was on the verge of suicide wow. and, uh, was just, I was just tired of doing the same old, same old. And I felt the tug to go into my own business, but I felt trapped. Uh, and so, um, you know, obviously, I didn't I didn't pursue and, and complete my task that I was looking to accomplish that night. Uh, but I was able to go to counseling. I, so I went to counseling. Um, and then as I was going through counseling, I was I was looking for motivation on YouTube. And that's where I found Dr. Eric Thomas, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. And as a result of listening to his messages and just getting feel like I could run through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up, uh, you know, going to his uh, his his online community called Breathe University. Mm-hmm. And then as I was building my brand there and building my knowledge there, uh, I attracted Kendall Ficklin, who is E.T.'s right hand man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and Kendall took me on as a, as a client and, uh, you know, started coaching me, invited me into his grindation community, which is the foundation of your grind. Mm-hmm. And then he launched G-Men, which is a male accountability group within grindation. And so, mm-hmm. you know, now not only am I a part of a bigger community, but I'm a part of a smaller group that we can empower each other and help each other overcome our, our struggle. So that's, that's kind of how things happen. You know, I had to go through a struggle in order to find somebody that, that, that has been through similar struggles that could help me to grow as a man so I can help other men grow into their manhood as well. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Really, really is. And interestingly enough, I was listening to uh, Dr. Eric Thomas this morning. Good. Um, yeah, man. He, every now and then when I start to kind of creep into fear, I'll yeah. see one of those videos on, man, and I'm absolutely pumped for the rest of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Be careful, man. He might. He's like, "Come on, let me, let me, let me talk to you personally." You, you watching the videos? You thinking that is just video, but actually, he's talking directly to you, yeah. and he yeah. lights your soul on fire yeah. uh, that, that make you feel like you can pretty much accomplish anything, though. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, listen, what kind of gets you? You know, you, you've got this accountability group, and which I think is fantastic. I'm, yeah. I'm actually. I've just become part of one as well. It's like a okay. an inner circle and there's a few of us in there. And every month, you know, we have a call, we talk about, you know, business stuff. And we also talk about yeah. you know, other personal things as well. And uh, <clears throat> mainly kind of around the, the topic of, of business and where we want to go. And what we do is yeah. we hold each other accountable for yeah. our goals on a monthly basis. Is, is it very similar? Yeah. Yeah, very similar. So we, we, uh, so we have accountability groups within the, the, the bigger, 
So there's there's the accountability groups and then there's G men and then there's grindation, right? So you know, I have a I have a accountability group captain. As a matter of fact, I just talked to him about 40 minutes ago. He was working with me to, to get my presentation up and running and, and show yeah. me some things that he had done. And and so yeah, we we have an accountability group. We 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 speak uh, every week on a national call, and then we were doing these 5 a.m. Uh, you know, calls that we did and they those kind of made a shift, but we now have our accountability groups. And like I said, we focus on four main principles, mm-hmm. mind, health, balance, and wealth. And so mm-hmm. we put our goals out there, or not so much goals, our priorities. Like what is what is it that we want to accomplish today? Then the brothers that are in our community, they can hold us accountable, check in on us, uh and, ch- and challenge us or empower us. Uh, and that's pretty much how it is. And, uh, you know, we've got some great leaders, some great accountability captains. And, uh, I don't, I don't get, I don't get, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm that type of person where if I see somebody winning, I'm going to contribute to that win. Like, I'm not going to look at them and say, oh, 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 why does he win and I don't win? I did win. I may not win on your stage, but I'm a win on mine. So that's what Grindation and G-Men has helped, helped me to learn and grow. Yeah. And yeah. listen, and I think it's so important with this stuff where <clears throat> we're in a society now where it is, you know, it is a challenge, you know, and we do go through, you know, through, through stuff. But one of the things that I've learned is, um, you know, people do like to jump on top of each other. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. sometimes there is this, this sense of, you know, it's kind of dog eat dog. Right. But what I have found, listen, there is nothing wrong with a little bit of healthy competition. I like oh. to compete. Nothing wrong with that. You know, let's go. I'm, I'm all for it. But one of the things I've learned when it comes down to business, you know, and, and yeah. to, you know, to, to Eric Thomas and listening to other people who have been around and who are doing incredible work out there, you know, the, the, the one thing that always stuck out for me, the, the continuous and consistent message is yeah. stick to your lane, work hard, and listen, abundance. Right. There is plenty right. out there for all of us, right? A whole lot. That's it, man. And if someone yeah. succeeds, find out why. Yep. That's the yep. thing. Don't, 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 don't throw stones at them. Don't, don't shoot arrows at them. Learn. Learn from them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, and and I, I've learned from a very wise man that uh, if you want to be successful, uh, you need to get around the people that are successful. It's just like if you want to catch a cold, get around people who have that cold and let them sneeze on you. Let them cough on you. Yeah. What happens is you're going to end up with that, with that cold. And, so, mm-hmm. and some things are just caught. Right. Yeah. They're caught. They're not taught. Meaning just because uh, I speak, a, speak about a thing don't mean I'm following it. But if I'm following it, it doesn't mean I'm going to tell you how to follow. So you have to determine if this person is who they say they are and they're mm-hmm. doing what you want, what you're striving to do. Then it's your is your responsibility to seek those people out and learn from them, whether it be mm-hmm. a mentor or a coach. A lot yeah. of people think they're both in the same. It can be, but the difference between a coach and a mentor is that you invest in a coach, mm. right? That's the biggest difference. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't have any money. Well, you'll never have money if you keep saying you don't have any money. Exactly. Right? You have to figure out a way to create value so yeah. that people can then exchange their monetary uh, value for your talent and skill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the thing as well, you know, in how much, you know, how much do you want to invest? Because sometimes it's easy to just, you know, invest the money. But then right. if you don't invest the time and you don't put the hard work into it, well, that money is, you know, it, it just kind of goes down the drain. And, as yeah, you, you know, you, you said about, um, 
you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. I think that's so important. One of the things I've, you know, and I continues to learn as well. Um, I picked up the book about um, law of attraction uh, about a year or so ago. Right. I thought, what is this rubbish? And I started reading through it and then I yeah. came across yeah. the video and then I came across the video and I actually watched the video, which is the same as the book. So I put yeah. the book down, watched the video. Dude, I went back and read the book again. And yeah. I get yeah. to really take some notes and really start to listen because, yeah. as you said, you have to. But one of the things I've learned is this. You've got to become that person in order to attract what you want out of life. You know, yeah. it's good to go out there and say, yeah. oh, you know, I want to be like, you know, young blood because you know he's successful he's got his own company he's doing yeah. this he's doing that but i'm yeah. sitting here pissing a moment because i just keep wishing that you know i have yeah. what you have but i'm not here to, yeah. you know putting the grind putting the work into right. you know that i need to in order to, for, for us to be able to connect and say right what are you doing you know and then to be able to kind of connect together and sort of network so yeah, yeah. what i'm looking for and it, it's really really important to to, to get that answer in yourself. You talked about when you were younger, you know, when you went back to New York and you yep. spent that kind of, you know, year to 18 months kind of looking at yourself. I think it's so important. And I often say this to people is look, you're never going to find the answers out there in the world. Do you know what I mean? Right. You can go and look wherever you like, you can go and travel the world. You can go and buy as many cars, houses, you know, all the materialistic things you like in the world. And you yep. talked about being emotionally bankrupt there is yep. nothing worse when you hit that bottom because it's literally people talk about rock bottoms, but I think people know the difference between a rock bottom and emotional bankruptcy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And when yep, you hit that emotional bankruptcy, that's when you're then at that point where you either go two ways, as you said, you either try to commit suicide or yep. you go, I need to pick myself up here and I need yep. to do something different, right? Which yep. is what and that's what I say to people all the time: don't give up yeah start to work in yourself and then you then start to attract you know the emotional health you know the emotional wealth you know the kind of the well-being the self-care the self-love you know the you know being able to be kind being able to be tolerant and then everything else the self-esteem grows and right that, that ripple effect starts to work right absolutely absolutely and, that, and that's called momentum right so when you have momentum mm. uh nothing can stop you unless you stop yourself mm. right and so if you do something over and over and over again, eventually you're going to see the results of you doing it over and over and over again. And it'll put you in a position where you start to attract those people to you versus chasing those people down. Mm. So, yeah, I completely agree 100 percent. Yeah. So what brings your 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 passion, you know, for, for for this stuff? And I want you to talk about, you know, YB Connects as well. You know, yep. kind of you, you talked about, you know, being um being let go, you know, from, from your job. And that's happened to me a couple of times and, and it's, and it's heartbreaking, you know, it, it really knocks the, the self-esteem, yeah. right? Um, when you kind of hit that low, was that when you made the decision to then kind of go on your own? Yeah. So, um, so when I, when I left school, I was exposed to uh, some, some new information, you know, just, you know, I, I'd never, I'd never been exposed to business before my, 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 my uncle owned a carpet cleaning business in New Jersey. Uh, he took me on one job and he fired me the same day because I was too weak to carry the full buckets of water that was spilling on the carpets that we just cleaned, right? We just cleaned them. Yeah. So he's like, listen, you can't work with me anymore. So I never had anybody show me business or, or how to do business. And it wasn't until my mom 
retired from the telephone company. She started doing some work with Primerica Financial Services, which is a financial mm-hmm. services company. Uh, direct sales company as well. Mm-hmm. And so she had all these different books. And I remember reading uh, Dr. Miles Monroe's books on on, on legacy and on, you know, uh, focusing on uh, manhood and, 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 and just understanding your gifts and your, and your, and your powers and things that God has given you. And um, then I went back to school and what happened was when I graduated, I didn't want to go into working for the telephone company like my mom did. I didn't want to go back home. I didn't have a job lined up and I reached out to another fraternity brother who opened my, my, my eyes to how to build this Amway business back then, right? Quick start at the time. Uh, and that exposed me to a lot of different um, people and experiences and trials and tribulations. But the three things that I picked up was my development of strong communication skills, strong uh, leadership development skills, and then strong relationship building skills. Now, if you took those three aspects and you multiply them by themselves, so communication times leadership times networking or relationship building, you have the components for sales, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to go into sales because you're taking advantage of people. No, it's not that you're taking advantage of people. It's that you're educating them on the resources that are available to them. And if they want to buy, they exchange your resource for their currency. And so it's just understanding what challenges are out there. I tell people all the time, I learned this while I was in school. Don't look for a job. Look for a problem to solve. Look for a problem, then people will pay you to solve their problems, period. You know, so so for me, my passion came uh, because I've been uplifted by so many people. I want to be able to uplift people. But I got the name YB Connects as a result of being laid off. So through one of the toughest times in my life, the blessing came right after through the name YB Connects. And so now I spend my time educating people on how to communicate, how to develop themselves as leaders and how to network effectively. And that's where LinkedIn comes in for Mm -hmm. me to be able to teach people how to use this tool so that they can expand their visibility, their credibility and their profitability. Yeah. Incredible. And do you work um, solely with with individuals or do you work with businesses as well? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, most of my clients are small business owners or entrepreneurs. So they're, they're so I'm not working with corporations yet. <laughs> uh, I, I've, what I've learned is that in the U.S., uh, there's actually more uh, small business owners or entrepreneurs than there are corporations. So everybody wants to go for the corporations. Everybody wants to go for the big fish. I would rather deal with the with the mini medium sized fish and have a bunch of those than to try to go after the whale, right? Yeah. Um, and so what I've learned though is that, like myself, uh, when I first got started in business, I, I was struggling with selling. I didn't know how to sell. I was working for this nonprofit organization, the Boy Scouts, and they had me go out and try to promote and sell this character program. And so I realized that within the first six months, I was terrible. I was terrible. But what I did was I invested in myself and I got a sales coach and they taught me how to sell ethically because mm-hmm. there are people who sell unethically and they get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But there's people who sell ethically and they, they literally don't have to worry about cold calling ever again mm-hmm. because people see them as a value and opportunities just come their way. Mm-hmm. And so I leveraged that and I, and I built upon it. And now with YB Connects, I'm helping my clients to understand that same mindset that I developed 
when I went through that sales training program so that they can become more of a magnet and attract opportunities versus chasing after it. Yeah, that's a really interesting way, especially, you know, for, for a lot of startups as well. And, and I know that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at that level as well, yeah. you know, where we're, we're growing as a business, but slowly at the moment, you know, there was a lot of things that we're, we're having to do. And, and it's interesting going through that because I, I've always worked for corporate companies, you know, my whole life I worked for corporate companies. Yeah. When I was younger, I had a business. I was a carpenter by trade and that didn't work out very well. And then I went right. into, into the corporate world and, um, yeah. I I'm just kind of at that point now where I'm still in a corporate world, but I'm yep. building my lifeboat. You know, my, yep. my dream is to do this, you know, full Excellent. time. You know, it is to go out there and help as many, as many, many, many millions and billions of people as we possibly can. Yep. Because I think yep. I think the world needs it, you know, needs people yep. like people like I that can that can that can give back and, and to provide value, as you said, you know, and, and, and a service, man. I think it's so important. Um, yeah. But it, it's, it's a tough market because everybody wants to do it, right? Well, no, I think so. So it, it, it on the outside is tough. Hmm. But when you find your lane, hmm. it's not tough, right? So, so you, so, so I, here's, here's an example. Um, um, I don't know, do they call grocery stores? Like, do you have grocery stores and yeah, supermarkets? Yeah. Where you're at. Okay. So when you go when you go into the supermarket, and I, I want you to go into the bread aisle, right? Because there's a bunch of different types of bread, mm. but they still offer it, right? Mm. So what that means is that not even though there seems to be a lot of competition, if you serve a specific niche that's not being served, you've created an opportunity for yourself. So while everybody might be in IT. Somebody might just do IT for people who uh, deal with a certain ailment, like uh, they may have sickle cell or they might have multiple sclerosis or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a specific group of people that are being serviced that maybe some of the other people are just not servicing. So mm-hmm. while on the outside, it looks like it's difficult for the person who has vision, right, who can see beyond the challenges. It's not difficult at all. It's just I just if I can impact one, I can impact a thousand. If I can impact a thousand, I can impact a million. And so the goal is to know first and foremost who you are, right? Know who you are, meaning not oh I'm Rob and I'm a, I'm you know I work for this company. No, that's that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are is 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 what you were created for, right? So for people ask me, well, who are you, Rob? I say I'm a compassionate connector who strives to empower empower people and help them live out their God-given purpose. That's who I am, right? I'm an encourager. That's who I am, right? So then when people say, well, what do you do, right? Well, that's my mission, right? Right now, my mission is to eradicate poverty mentality. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. Like my, I set a goal at the beginning of the year to yeah. attract uh, 25 podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. Why? Because as I... First of all, it gives me an opportunity to build diverse relationships, yeah. but I also get to tell a story and promote a message that I don't know who's going to listen to this. Somebody might listen to this a year from now, two years from, year, from now, five years from now, and their life will be impacted. Why? Because you and I took the time to connect through LinkedIn, and now we're impacting the world because people are listening to this message. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important, right, to to, to be able to, to deliver this message because the beauty about technologies, man, is that this will stay around forever. Forever. Yep. Absolutely. 
you know, and yeah. that's why I think, you know, you, you touched on, you know, the importance of <clears throat> knowing yourself and knowing, yeah. you know, who you are as an individual and, and what your mission is. Yeah. And, um, it was really funny because when I came up with the name of the company, yeah, it was just, it, it was almost comical how we came up with it. Yeah. It was actually just based on on a on a very old saying, which is, you know, how are you feeling? My wife asked me, how are you feeling? And I just said, oh, happy as Larry. And she just turned to me and she said, who the hell is Larry? <laughs> I, nobody knows. So I yeah. didn't know who Larry was. So, you know, she had a phone with her and she Googled and I found out who this, who this Larry guy is. Yeah. As it turns out, he's, and listen to this. Now, this is the interesting part. Yeah. He's an underdog. He's an underdog. He was a boxer back in the, you know, like 1800s or whatever. Right. And he uh, became a world champion. He was an underdog. Nobody thought this guy was going to win. He became a world champion. And yeah. at the time, he won uh, the, the purse, which was $170,000 wow. in New Zealand. And right. the headline, the front headline of the newspaper was, you know, um, Happy as Larry. And it pretty much, you know, and, and it kind of stuck. So this, wow. you know, this guy won a boxing match and this thing just stuck, right? So from yeah. from just this, you know, just saying, um, yeah. I thought, well, do you know what? Everything matches. You know, I've always had to kind of strive, not to kind of see, I don't see myself as anything, as like an underdog or whatever, but I've always, I like that word. You know, I right. like being the underdog. You know, I like to be the one where people use yeah. and trust yeah. on. You know, or, you know, I've always been seen as, oh, you, I failed, you know, I'm yeah. not, or not just not being yeah. good enough or whatever. And before right. those things used to cripple me, whereas now I thrive on that. That's you know, I thrive yeah. on chasing behind someone, you know, and, and really just, you know, don't worry, I'm going to catch up to you and I'm, you know, and, and I'll be there and I'm going to win, right. you know, whatever it might be. I'm kind of talking more from a sports perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you have to have that mentality, right, which is what you talked about, you know, yep. removing that that negative way of thinking that yep. is the, oh, I can't do this or I can't afford yep. that and, you know, yep. I'm never going to be him or I'm never going to be her. Yep. And I say this to people all the time, you are never going to be them, ever. Ever. And usually I, you know, and I have done this to clients, I've put them in front of a mirror and say to yeah. them, that's who you are. That's who you are, yeah. Get used to that. You know, yeah. get used to that person because you're going to go to bed with that person for the rest yeah. of your life. until rest you your life, yeah. Rest, right? Exactly. Yeah. So until you learn to get used to yourself, yeah. as you said then, understand exactly who you are and what your mission in this world is. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to do what you do. I'm not going to do what Mr. Eric Thomas does. I'm not going to do what Tony Robbins does or, yeah. or anybody else. I'm starting to learn now that my mission in this world is to get a message out to, to as many people as I possibly can yeah. you know, to help people with my coaching mindfulness. And my wife does the therapy stuff. Right. And you know what, man, it's to our mission statement, which again was the easiest thing to come out with was helping to yeah. change the world one person at a time. Love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and for me, connecting with you is such an important thing because it's for me, it's just to get to know people who are very similar. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. that have the same passions. Not necessarily we do the same thing. Yeah. But our goals are the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to impact people. We want to change people's lives. Yeah. And I think 
the world needs more people like that. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's what I hope our conversation does. You know, whether somebody wants to grow their business and they want to do that through you, or, you know, they want to come and speak to me because I might be able to teach them about, you know, mindfulness or how to overcome, you know, adversity, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. It's there, do you know what I mean? And we're doing the one thing, which, you know, that's kind of, you know, we have that similarity in our passion, which is, you know, helping other people to be able to serve, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think we got to be mindful that with sometimes we think helping people is doing things for them. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes helping people is challenging them. You know, yeah. sometimes helping people is, is pointing them in the direction of the resource so they can look for it themselves. I love, I love promoting books. And so one of the ways that I promote books is I will, uh, start out by giving a brief description and then I'll stop and I'll ask the person, you want to learn more? And they say, yeah. I said, go ahead and read the book, right? Because mm-hmm. if I give you everything, you don't you you don't allow the words to hit you in a way that that makes an impression. Mm. Uh, there was a book that I read uh, called uh, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. Wow. And it talks about how everybody is suffering from this disease mm. and a disease is essentially killing us. And if we don't and there's a cure, though. But the challenge is most people, if they don't read the book, they won't know what the cure is. And so they get, they suffer from this disease that literally kills them. And so people yeah. are like, what are you talking about? What's the disease? I say, you got to read the book. Yeah. And read the book, not only will you get the disease, but you'll also get the cure as well. And so now people are like, okay, let me go check this book out and see what it's all about. And they, they get impacted in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good book, man. I'm definitely going to read it now. <laughs> Phenomenal book, man. Phenomenal, especially if your goal is to strengthen, go go strong in business. Yeah. You gotta have, you gotta think big, man. You gotta mm-hmm. think big. You can't think small. Now mm-hmm. you can think big, but work small, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning execute on the little things. Yeah. Execute on the tough things. Just get execute. Just focus on executing. You know, ET says that the reason why most people are not successful is because they fail to execute. They fail to plan and they fail to execute. And yeah. so you, if you can uh, put together a plan and you just execute it, you're going to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about books. I, I do. I'm, I'm the same. I love reading books, man. And yeah. I'm currently reading, you know, Jack Welsh, the CEO. Yeah, Jack of, Welsh, yeah. yeah. yeah so I'm reading yeah. Yeah. winning yeah. book. GE, um, former, former, yeah. former chairman of uh, GE. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And man, I'm telling you, that for, as a business book, what a great book really really the the guy clearly knows what he's talking about you know when he came down to business and and it was um it's interesting because that book just literally breaks down he breaks every single element of business down you know to you know hr how to recruit the right people you know the different the business talking about strategies and then he's talking about um you know, when, when the business then starts to grow and you want to, you know, go into another startup, which obviously for yeah. them, you know, they just kept buying out. This guy goes yeah. deep into all of this stuff. And That's I've cool. been, um, I've been listening to it on Audible. So I listened, you know, to it on my way into work and then and on yeah. my way back. Yeah. And, um, dude, I'm learning a hell of a lot, man. I, I love listening to people like that. And I think, you know, as I'm talking to you, I think it's, you know, it's important as well because, you know, this is where, people learn you know for me i learn from other people you know right. and picking up a book is fantastic but having a conversation like this yeah you just gave me another book which i'm gonna i'm gonna listen back to this now yeah. i'm gonna go right i need yeah. to get that book you yeah. know i will buy the book and i will listen to it and i will yeah. read it because 
Listen, one of the biggest things for me now, one of my biggest hungers at the moment is learning. Mm. Learning for me at the moment. I just want to learn. I just want to read. And I just want to connect with people, you know, like this. Yeah. Um, because, listen, life is, um, life is too short. I uh, interviewed a guy a few a uh, couple of months ago, very, very interesting guy. He's he's a doctor of happiness here in the UK, the first doctor of happiness ever in the UK. Right, right. And he said one thing which sat with me. And he said, did you know that the average lifespan of a human being is only 4,000 weeks? Wow. And I sat there and I thought, what? Wow. He then went on to explain to me that he said this in two different occasions. Um, he was talking, he went to speak at a school. He does kind yeah. of school engagements and he spoke to a bunch of kids and he yeah. said that to, to a bunch of kids. And these kids went mental because kids, they thought, oh my God, 4,000 weeks. Like, this is yeah. incredible. I've got yeah. so much time to play. Yeah. And that's yeah. how they saw things, right? Yeah. He then goes on to a corporate event and he says exactly the same thing to a bunch of grown-ups. Yeah. Apparently, it was like a tumbleweed moment. Nobody understood what he meant and nobody kind of clicked the fact that the message there is that's how precious life is, you know, and every yep. single day, moment, week, month that you allow to slip by, you're never going to get those back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I do. That's why it's so important, you know, to, to, to be able to, to grab, you know, as much as we possibly can. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the key to that is, uh, is understanding, that that time is like an hourglass, right? Our life is like an hourglass. And so once you flip that thing over and the sand starts coming through the hourglass, it's it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? I heard I heard E. T. talk about a live no, Kindle actually said live decade to decade. Don't just focus on today, because today may not be working out for you. Mm-hmm. And so you might make a decision to give up because of today. But if you look at it from decade to decade, then you'll be able to make those make that progress, right? So mm-hmm. I look at now, I'll be 40 in the end of December. So I, I will have been on this earth almost four decades, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, what's the next 10 years going to look like for me and my family, right? Mm-hmm. What's the next 10 years after that going to look like for me and my family? And just continue mm-hmm. to build and grow. And when you have that mentality, what happens is you don't sweat the small stuff, right? Yeah. You don't sweat the stuff that happens today. Why? Because you're living for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and you're not living for right now. So, yeah. yeah. No, man, it's, it's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, he talks about, you know, setting goals, right? You know, you've got to set those goals, you know, whether yeah. they're short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, you know, I think yeah. he, we've got to always be challenging ourselves all yeah. the time. I think it's really, really important. So what's, um, do you have a, uh, I know that you talk to, to, to your G-men, you know, you've got your accountability yeah. group there, but from a personal perspective, you talked about, um, kind of more around on the spiritual side. Like, do you have yeah. a, a daily practice or a morning practice? I know that you go for your morning walks, you yeah. know, your videos and stuff, but do you have yeah. anything that you do on a daily basis? Yeah. My wife and I, we pray with our children in the morning. Um, you know, we have very active lives. So sometimes it might mean that I have to call and we pray. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I take my walks and, uh, a lot of what I do is I like to zone out sometimes. Sometimes I just want to zone out, yeah. uh, and just not think about anything, you know, but I'm very creative. I always come up with ideas and I like looking at things that might be broken and figuring out how to fix them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the consultant side of me, always looking for ways to provide 
some information. Uh, you know, have you have you tried this? Did you know this? Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm look my. I think my next step right now is just creating a system for my business. Mm-hmm. And then once I create that system, then I can then free up my time to go do some other things. So as there's different levels of, of things that I focus on. Uh, I love empowering people. I love listening to people share. Uh, I love listening for the gaps. You know, that's how I, that's how I'm able to actually do business is because my number one question that I like to ask people is, what help do you need in this season? Mm. Right? What help do you need in this season? That doesn't say what help can I do for you or what can, how can I help you? Yeah. It's saying what help do you need in this season? Mm. And so what happens is when you say what your need is, I may or may not be able to help, yeah. right? But because you were willing to share what your need was, there's a possibility that I might end up bumping into somebody and say, hey, listen, I got a guy that just mentioned that he needs help in this area. Now I'm meeting you. And that's where that law of attraction comes in. right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I love asking that question. What help do you need in this season? Because in this season, you might need something totally different than what you'll need in the next season. And, and being willing to ask people that question. And then here's the follow-up. If somebody asks you that question, don't use, don't say, oh, I'm good. I don't, I don't need help with anything. That's the wrong, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. Right? You've now been given a pass to say whatever it is that you need, not knowing how it's going to end up. Yeah. But if you don't have a list of goals or dreams or things you want to accomplish, when somebody asks you that question, you can't answer the question and you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So you want to be able to know when somebody rolls up on you and say, Alex, man, what do you need? What, what do you need help with in this season? You need to be able to think about the list of things that you need and, and say, well, you know what? It just so happens that I need a jet, mm-hmm. right? Jet. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. But what I really need is <laughs> I need a laptop. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for the laptop, but you ask me, what do I need? And I'm, I'm telling you what I need. And it just so happens that people might be able to say, you know what? Because you were bold enough to say what you needed, I'll be happy to help you. Right? Everybody needs a little help. Everybody needs some help. You know? But we got to be willing to say what we need and Mm. be able to help people they need as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, this this can cover not just from a business perspective, but, you know, personal as well, right? You know, I think, especially, yeah. you know, men amongst men, I think when you talked about having your 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 group, I think that's yeah. an amazing thing, man, because, it, and, it's, and it's so great to see men overcoming their egos now, you yeah. know? It's, yeah. it's great to see now that we're putting our egos aside now and we're starting to kind of get vulnerable and, and talk amongst yeah. men how... Yeah we're supposed to. Yeah. And it's not about, you know, I'm sometimes I work with certain people and I'm starting to work with men a little bit more. And right. it's so interesting that once we start having those vulnerable conversations yeah. especially around me, I'm happy to have those vulnerable conversations. Yeah. Because yeah. It's interesting that nobody has ever turned around and said to me, dude, you are such a pussy. Right. You, you know, you're weak. Not right. never. You know, well, that's because I think and that's because you so you look at the environment that you're in. Right. So yeah. if you're amongst people who have like minds, they would never yeah. say that to you. Right. Because yeah. they recognize that there was a time where they was just this week. Right. Yeah. Um, it's only the insecure person that would say that to you. Right? Yeah. It's only the person who hasn't touched in and really understand that to be strong, you have to be weak. Yeah. Right. To be strong, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. To be strong, you have to be willing to submit your ego. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like I heard I heard a, a wise man say um, the reason why you know a wife may be submissive is because it, it allows God to deal with that man first, right? So God will strike him first, right? He's the head. God gonna strike the head first, yeah, like the neck. You know what I mean? And so, and so yeah. it's it's just a matter of us being uh, able to humble ourselves and, and and recognize that hey, if there's somebody that knows more than we know. Uh, it's important that you learn from them so yeah. you don't keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah, man. And I think it's important, you know, for, for us where we are now, you know, we are in this incredible place where, you know, we, we can keep growing. Um, listen, I just want to, I'm cautious of, of time as well because, yeah. you know, I can keep going, you know, and we can yeah. keep raveling this, man, for, for hours on end. Absolutely. Let's, let's definitely we have to, to do part two. We have to come yeah. back to part two. Maybe yeah. we'll do it. In, maybe we'll do it uh, live. Like we'll be we're with each other in the same place. So you just never. Yeah. Know. Oh man, that yeah. sounds good. I'm well up for that. Definitely. Listen, I just want to wrap up. Um, just ask. Uh, you know, you, you talked about your your goals and where you want to be, and you're just about to to do a presentation. You've got a webinar. Where is yeah. YB? You know, where where are you going to be? Where are you looking for 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 the business to be over the next couple of years, over that decade that you talked yeah. about? Yeah, no, uh, that's a great question. You know, for right now, it's just to really level up uh, in every area of my life, financially, emotionally. Um, you know, bringing some people, train them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm big on duplication. I understand that the power of duplication. That's how that's how wealthy people stay wealthy is they duplicate mm-hmm. their efforts. Yeah. I learned that uh, I learned from a wise man that, uh, you know, you don't work for money. Mm-hmm. You focus on working for building a system and let the system then build your money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you focus on having uh, duplicating your efforts. So J. Paul Getty, who was a who's big in the oil uh, industry back in the mm-hmm. day, he said, I would rather one percent effort of 100 people than 100 percent effort of my own. And yeah. so when you un- when you understand that, some people might listen to that and say, well, you're taking advantage of people. You're taking their one percent. No, I'm giving them an opportunity to be successful. You feel what I'm saying? And so I just want to be able to do that. I see myself, you know, getting back into the Amway business and really impacting people on a international level. Why? Because there's people that's thirsting for freedom. Yeah. You know, they're thirsting for freedom. Right. And and so when they look at this country, like just to bring it back, when they look at the U.S., you know, they're like, man, you guys, even though you got a whole bunch of trials and tribulations, it's still the you know the greatest country for people to get opportunity you feel what i'm saying and yeah we have listen we have trials and tribulations and hardship especially amongst people of color but at the end of the day it's no different than the defense of the seattle playing against the offense of uh of washington right and so what ends up happening is that we focus on then stepping our game up so we can overcome the, the the opposition and that's and that's what makes this uh life worth living so um so yeah i'm definitely excited I, i'm appreciative of you like i said extending this opportunity i don't know who's going to hear this talk i don't know who's going to be impacted but what i do know is that there there are people out there that's 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 meant for everybody and yeah. once you identify your lane and once you identify your gift and you share that gift it's going to make room for you and it's going to attract the people that need you and they're going to be impacted in a mighty way because you live. And so I'm going to challenge you, Alex, I'm going to challenge your listeners. Just live. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't exist. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Because as you live, you give permission to others to live as well. Yeah. 
couldn't agree more, man. And, and listen, I'm, I'm not going to even ask you anything else. I think we should leave it on, on that high note. Let it, let it breathe. My, 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 my coach says, let it breathe. Just let that, just let that thing breathe. Just leave it alone. Don't, don't even touch it. Just let that's, it breathe. I said, I'm going to leave it perfectly for, for part two, man. But right. listen, Robert, thank you so much, man, for, for yeah. taking the time to be here. Uh, getting to know you, really appreciate the, you know, for, as I said, taking the time for us to get to know each other. Hopefully this can carry on. Um, and listen, man, I wish you nothing but success, you know, with, you. with what you're doing. And oh, just one other thing as well. So how can people reach you? So, you know, if somebody's listening here, they want to get in touch with you. How do they, how do they do that? Yeah, I would say the best way to reach me is through LinkedIn. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they call me the LinkedIn locksmith because I help unlock the power of LinkedIn for people who use it. Mm-hmm. But LinkedIn is the best way that they can connect with me. So Rob, YB Youngblood, uh, or they can go to yourlinkedinlocksmith.com. So if they go to yourlinkedinlocksmith.com, it'll, it'll come right to my uh, right to my LinkedIn profile. As you mentioned earlier, they can go to ybconnects.com with an S, ybconnects. But if they find me on LinkedIn, just what I would encourage them is just to make sure that if they want to connect with me, just reference that they heard about me from your from your podcast, and I'll be happy to connect and see how I can add value in any way. Cool, man. Listen, thank you so much, brother. Listen, have a have an amazing afternoon, man. And uh, listen, guys, thank you so much for, for listening to another episode. If you have any questions, reach out to Rob, go to his website. I will put the links and details on the bio so you can go and connect with him. And um, if you've got any other questions, as always, just go onto our website, www.happyaslarrygroup.com. Have an amazing day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And we will see you next time. Take care.